Listen to the MMA Show with Aaron Bronstetter and Bazooka Joe Valtellini. Hear the latest news and the biggest guests in the world of mixed martial arts. Friday night at 7 p.m. on TSN 1050. Champions live here. This is Gameplay. Can I get in on that? On TSN 1050. You broke his thumbs. It was an accident. <laughs> is that what you call it when somebody doesn't pay up? Embrace the odds. I want winners. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cos, right here on TSN 1050. It was a dream season for a lot of teams, a nightmare for others. Joining us now to talk about what we just saw as the NFL regular season is done. It's over from TSN Edge. It is Dominic Padula. Dominic, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Good afternoon. Glad to be on the show. There's no place I'd rather be this afternoon than right here with you. Well, let's start by allowing you a little bit of bragging. Um, <laughs> if people have been following your picks all year, and by the way, I, I said the Titans would not make the playoffs. I said the Patriots would have a losing record. Uh, I got more right than I got wrong. I also got the Giants loud wrong as well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're a little quick on that one there, Horvat. Uh, but the the Chicago Bears, how nervous were you about all your bets, uh, all your under bets on the Bears after they started the season beating the 49ers? Oh, absolutely. And and that's what I point to when people say, oh my goodness, Lovey Smith bailed you out yesterday. Is I say, I, the weather cost me when they played the 49ers week one and and they couldn't beat a team that's among the favorites to win the Super Bowl and it was you know unable the inability of Bill Belichick to stop Justin Fields when they beat the Patriots in prime time like the Chicago Bears even for me what Justin Fields did this year was super impressive from an individual perspective because for me it was Justin Fields and not much else and he almost was able to overcome that on his own Fortunately for me, he wasn't, and we got a little help from the Texans in Week 18. Chicago under 6.5 wins, Chicago under 5.5 wins, and Chicago, worst record in the NFL at 11-1. to it, it feels pretty good this morning, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and <laughs> the Texans converted two fourth and tens on the same drive oh, yeah. that led to that win. Man, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. You know what? Oh, yeah. Let's go off script for a second. Uh, the 49ers have the second best record in the NFC, but you can argue the most talent in the NFC. How shocking is it that the quarterback who had the best numbers is not the guy they traded all the picks for in Trey Lance, is not the guy who took him to a Super Bowl in Jimmy Garoppolo, but the guy who was drafted last? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely shocking. And and I'm sure nobody inside that building expected it to happen. I remember at the time when Jimmy G went down, it was like, oh, could they get Baker Mayfield? Like, who who could they get to, to bridge the gap in case Jimmy's able to come back in the playoffs? And fortunately, they went with Brock Purdy, and he's been great to date. And I think part of that is when you are in a circumstance that the 49ers are in right now, it's almost like you have to keep it simple. You have to dumb it down. Um, you're not going to expect the th- same things from Brock Purdy that you might from Trey Lance. And, and I think to Purdy's credit, he's been awesome. He's done exactly what the coaching staff has asked for him. They've got a ton of talent in San Francisco. All he has to do is go out there, do his job, 
manage the game and don't mess it up. He's done better than that so far. It's going to be a different beast come playoff time, but certainly all check marks for Brock Purdy so far in his young career. Yeah, really has. The numbers are pretty ridiculous. And again, it's, it, it's a testament to the talent around Brock Purdy and to the coaching staff, but also credit to him as well. He was given this opportunity and put it this way, like he's played better than Trey Lance. Like he, like, like, there's no debate. There's no debating that. You look at everything Trey Lance has done with that team, with that coaching staff versus Mark Purdy, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's going to open a lot of question marks. Not just Jimmy G, but Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, where the 49ers go in the off season. But for now, it's all in this week against the Seahawks, and then we'll see if they could get through the NFC. But it's certainly yeah. a fascinating story, and one one that I can't wait to see play out starting this weekend. So, Dominic, um, let's look back for a second, and I did my opening thought on this. If we, if we view this season through the lens of what the projected wins total was for every NFL team at the start of the year, I'm gonna, let's start with who is the biggest loser. The Broncos, 9.5 wins. The Cards, 8.5. The Rams, 10.5. None of those teams won more than five games. Who for you was the biggest loser of the NFL season? I'd say the Denver Broncos, and it's and it's twofold. It's not just hey, this year was an absolute bomb, but like where do you go from here? Like you're competing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. That's tough enough. The Chargers haven't done themselves any favors. They haven't been able to stay healthy. That's a big part of the equation. But they've got Justin Herbert, and so now they're back in the playoffs. The Raiders absolute dud this year. Broncos. A lot of people thought, oh, maybe they contend in the AFC West. Maybe they compete with the Chiefs. Nothing went right for the Denver Broncos, and they mortgaged a lot of their future to get to this spot. Now, I think for both the Broncos and the Cardinals in particular, it's going to be very important. Hey, what do you guys end up doing this offseason to address the situation? Because neither scenario is, is very positive. There's not many positives to take from either one. But Denver, when you don't have any of your draft picks, and you're going to have to lean on Russell Wilson because of that contract. You better get it right with whoever you hire as head coach this offseason. Oh, God, yeah. A hundred percent. And like with Denver, we knew it. From, this funny thing is, from Denver, we knew from day one uh, Hackett was going to fail on that Monday night game. And with the Cardinals, we knew they were going to fail before the season started with that contract. And why did they put that in for Kyler Murray? What does it say about Murray? I mean, both those teams dead on arrival. Okay, Dominic, we both had the same agreement on who the biggest loser was. Biggest winner might be a little different. And again, joined by Dominic Padula from TSN Edge. Um, I'm going to give you three. Who was the biggest winner? The Seahawks, who were projected to win five and a half. The Giants, projected to win seven and a half. Or what about the Chiefs, projected to win ten and a half games? Who was the biggest winner, if we look at it through the lens of, of off-season projections? Mm, that's a very good question. I actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one, and I'll tell you why. It's because of, you know, part of the point of the question you asked me, uh, about the biggest loser, like with the Rams, like the NFC West going into the season, a lot of people were saying you're going to have the Rams right back up there near the top. The 49ers could be better with Trey Lance, and then the Cardinals should be at least a 500 team playoff contender. Cardinals, Cardinals and Rams, absolute duds this year, and that opened the door for Seattle to take a step forward. They're on the opposite of the equation with Russell Wilson and that trade. But I just remember we were talking about this the other day. All of the talk about, do you remember, like, let Russ cook 
And, you know, if it wasn't for Pete Carroll, the Seahawks would be back in another Super Bowl. And it's just like, you know, even this year, Brian Dable's gotten a lot of credit for what he's done with the New York Giants. But I, I still feel like Pete Carroll just hasn't gotten a fair shake from that perspective. He managed with Geno Smith, a young, up-and-coming defense that still has some holes. I mean, hey, he's, he's got some tremendous weapons at wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. But when you consider everything that went into this Seahawks season, I really do think, like, even in the preseason, there was some talk about the Giants maybe taking a step forward in a bad division with Brian Dayball. But I, I really think that the Seahawks, from, from where we were at the start of the season to now, I think Pete Carroll deserves a lot more credit than he got. And I think the Seahawks are the biggest winner getting into a playoff spot. And it came down to the wire, like, Green Bay could have won last night, and the Seahawks don't make it. For the Lions to upset Green Bay and open the door for Seattle, I think I just think that's a huge win for that organization. And I think Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit for getting his team in position to have a chance in the final week of the regular season. And then on top of that, they also get the number 5 pick overall from the Denver Broncos. Yes, sir. I, I threw it as the Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe it's because there was some idiots on the air, me, uh, who wondered... If Travis Kelsey got was injured for a large part of the season, mm-hmm. could Kansas City miss the playoffs? This was based on the idea of, remember, no Tyreek Hill. No one knew who any of the receivers are. We all thought the Raiders and Broncos. And you know what? Chargers. Well, I thought mm-hmm. those teams would be better. And instead, most of those teams kind of fell flat, and Kelsey stayed healthy. But the fact that... Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in yardage and passing touchdowns without Tyreek Hill, that they won 14 games, is pretty damn incredible. Oh, absolutely. And I want to get your opinion on the Chiefs heading into the playoffs because the points you just made, I feel like that same vibe, it's creeping up again going into the playoffs. I've heard a lot of people talking about the Bills making a Super Bowl run. I personally am leaning towards the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Heard you know a little bit of Chargers last few weeks of the regular season, and it's like, are we in that same boat with the Chiefs? Like Patrick Mahomes, even with the changes at wide receiver, and you mentioned the the loss of Tyree Kill, and, and even with the changes on defense, you know, relative to the rest of the AFC, a defense that's you know considered subpar. They're going to be the number one seed. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Like, are you getting that same vibe for the Chiefs heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I am, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, they had like 31 sacks last year. They had they're in somewhere in the mid to high 50s this year. The last 10 games of the regular season, they allowed under 20 points per game. So, at the very least, their defense and Chris Jones has been great playing at a higher level. So, I like Kansas City. But to your point, Dominic, if this is about value there's no value on the chiefs at basically mm-hmm. just over three to one you mentioned the bengals at at seven and a half to one i bet though i bet the, i bet everyone is going to jump on the chargers because there's one thing i know mm-hmm. about the media we love the chargers and they're 21 yeah. to one i feel that's the one people are going to go for value but if someone said matt who do you think is going to win it all I, i'm not doing a hero pick i i think it's kansas city yeah and i'm fascinated by it because whether it's Patrick Mahomes going on to an MVP, Chiefs finishing with the, the number one seed in the AFC, and then maybe you know going all the way to the Super Bowl. I can't wait to see what happens. Personally, I, I still am looking forward to that matchup with Cincinnati. I, I hope that they meet in the playoffs. Yep. I, I think that I would give the Bengals the edge in that head-to-head matchup again. I think that's the one that scares Kansas City. But if they don't play the Bengals, I really don't see another team stopping them on, on the road to the, to the Super Bowl. And so I'm 
fascinated to see how this plays out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we got to go, but there's, there's so many, you know, do the e- e- yeah, no, listen, we'll save for another day. Wildcard Weekend's coming up. Dominic, read the man's work at tsn.ca slash edge, the morning coffee column. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Take care. That is Dominic Padula.